0: Hello, hi John. How are you? Hi Merlin. How's it going,
1: Merlin? Man, <laughs> uh, uh, it's going pretty well. I'm, I'm I'm getting a getting kind of a late start this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's uh, it's March. So you mean you're, you're getting a March start on a January year? Or oh, no. is it March already? <laughs>
1: oh no. <laughs> Uh, I have so much to do.
0: <sighs> uh, I haven't, haven't even sent out my something cards. I, you know, I was in a um, a relationship. Here's Saint
1: Patrick's Day cards? No, that's right, that's right.
0: <laughs> I was in a relationship for a long time with a person who is uh, as uh, nah, nah, you know, this Anna Karenina, right? We're, we never have the <laughs> same problems. But you were
1: in a relationship with Anna Karenina? Yeah, <laughs> it really went off hot. the
0: ra- went way off the rails.
1: Oh wow, that's hot.
0: Hold for laugh. Uh, we um, were bad. Uh, we would have a Christmas tree. We'd buy the Christmas tree late. Excuse me, holiday tree. Mm-hmm. Holiday tree <laughs> and um, non-denominational. Uh, uh, it it Christmas. never, never. Well, it was. It was certainly not not Catholic. <laughs> you know, I mean, really, Catholic was, tree. I would never have a Catholic tree. Not in my home.
1: I wouldn't no. let them teach my kids either. No, there was a Catholic tree growing on my street. Uh, how could you tell? Oh, it's a Catholic tree.
0: Come on, that was a, that was a softball. There's a million ways you could have taken that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know the the kids that touched it kept crying. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing. Uh, it's transubstantiation made bread. I don't know. Ah, transubstantiation. Uh, it's hard to say. It's got two S's. I think it's misspelled a lot, just like misspelling. I misspell misspell all the time.
1: Because it has two S's?
0: Yeah, that's called recursion, which is trans- also which is also known as recursion.
1: Yeah, that's recursive. Transubstantiation has more, more than two S's. <laughs> I can tell you're not Catholic. <laughs> and I have braces, so it becomes very hard Halfway through the, the word, it's one of those words sometimes I, I bail out of. Translucentism. Oh, yeah, you
0: mean Je- Jesus. We call it Jesus breading. I don't get all the way through. We just call it Jesus breading now. Jesus breading. Yeah, it's like you get some panko breadcrumbs, you roll that bastard around. Not sure, bastard. Mean, not bastard. I mean, you I can't prove it, but he didn't look. have a dad. You know, uh, Anakin Skywalker didn't have a father either. That's not true.
1: Anakin Skywalker had a father.
0: He absolutely did not. Shmi, Shmi. His mother's name is Shmi, which I think is a very unfortunate name. How did Shmi get impregnated? No one knows. I think she might be covering up.
1: She might. But is up. that true? Is that part of the the Star Wars cosmology? Well, at least Joseph.
0: I didn't and, read any of the. I at, least Joseph, it, the at least Joseph. At least Joseph and Mary had had the kind of sham marriage. Uh uh-huh. He was like the, the word is that he was called a, a, a cuckold. because a cuckold? a cuckold, right? You know, <laughs> that's a thing. You know, cuckolding God. is a thing. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, it's that, that that troubles me. Um, yeah. I bet this. I what, wonder what how you say. It troubles you because you, you have a hot wife. How you say cuckold in German? Das cuckolding. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of that. There's a lot We're of a everything in man. Germany, John. I. The point is that, like our Lord and Savior, it, mm. yes, yours. Yeah. Like the man behind the tree. Anakin
1: uh, Skywalker also did not, product of a virgin
0: birth. Did not have a traditional Yes, precisely. Precisely. Now I don't know if she's a virgin. Maybe she uh maybe she turned it around. Maybe she had yeah, that surgery.
1: Maybe she got it from a toilet seat.
0: Oh my. That happens. You telling you think, mm-hmm. the guy, they, they think they got toilets on Tatooine?
1: I bet you of course they do. They like got slave toilets. Unless George Lucas devised some some uh unless they're a special race that like that that poops wheatgrass juice maybe,
0: maybe they got droids that do that.
1: <laughs> no, it's uh, I, you know, they look like human beings in the movies, but maybe that's just a maybe that's just a representation. Maybe they're really like uh, Jodie Foster's father in Contact, where they just appear in a humanoid form, uh, huh. because we can't understand their true.
0: Oh no no no! no. Stop right there! Itcher. Stop right there! You're getting close to actual religion, and I'm going to have to stop you there. um <laughs> no, no Catholic trees in uh, in what? Southern uh, Southern Seattle? Where are you? You're in the like, southern part of town. I'm in Southern Seattle. Yeah, the south Catholic side. They call trees, it
1: Catholic trees are are um they grow mostly in Bavaria,
0: <laughs> not in Romania at all.
1: No 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 in not Balkans, Romania. The Balkans? Anywhere God. in the
0: Balkans, John? Do oh, they get trees oh, in the Balkans? Oh,
1: you won't see a Catholic tree in that whole area. But in, oh, because it's all Orthodox, Orthodox, right? Orthodox. Well, there are Catholics there. Yeah. But I, I, I made a pact with myself not to talk about the Balkans anymore on this podcast. I want to learn. No, no. Please
0: don't bank packs. <laughs> you know what? No no, no, no. No, no. No, no, no. Are you telling me I'm doing it wrong? I'm, you telling you, wrong? I'm telling I might you. I'm telling you. Don't. I the internet wrong. Don't, don't listen to people. You keep every key on that keyboard, my friend, and you keep it plugged in. You know what All I'm right. saying? Or not plugged so, in, in your case. You got the Bluetooth.
1: Yes, sir. I, do um, the Bluetooth. I do have the Bluetooth, shimmy, which is why I just bought uh, stock in a AA battery company. Yeah,
0: yeah. we, um, you know, at our Walgreens, which is the worst, you know, apparently everything I do involves Walgreens now. Our Walgreens, you can go and you can drop off your old dead batteries, which is nice. And then what happens? Uh, I don't know. As Michael Stipe says, when you throw something away, where is a way? Did I just blow your mind?
1: Oh my God. Whoa. Where is a way?
0: Brady's pits. And I want to go there. I know. I want to go to a way. My daughter, lately my daughter's been bugging me to have a picnic at the, uh, dump. At the dump? Yeah, they told her at school that's that there's parts of the dump they're going to try and turn into a picnic ground. Mm-hmm. So like if you don't like ants, ask yourself how much you're going to enjoy seagulls. Oh, and did I mention stinky garbage?
1: One time uh actually right after the right after the first freight train I ever hopped. <laughs> I I got off the train in Vancouver, Washington. Cuz it stopped in Vancouver and I and I didn't understand that uh, I didn't understand that it, it was going to keep going. This is a thing I learned over time hopping freight trains. They stop sometimes, but it doesn't mean they're done. This this after
0: you had a pilot's license? I had a
1: pilot's license already. Okay, yeah. so I but I was learning a new skill. Mm-hmm. I was learning a new a new a new thing. Yeah. bust right, bus right, right. Guthrie. So it so it pulls into Vancouver, Washington, it stops. It just sits there and I'm like, "Oh god. I guess this was just a really short train." To, that just went to Vancouver, so I get off, and of course immediately the train starts up and 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 off it goes, and I'm standing by the side of the track in the middle of the night, and so I walk across. You, you, for those of you who are not in the Pacific Northwest, there's a giant uh, river across the uh, well, it's called the Columbia River. There's a giant train bridge that goes across the Columbia. I walk across this train bridge, and walk. I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a place to sleep. It's so. It's so late and I'm so tired and I'm so stupid and I find this big beautiful open area and I and I'm like, "Oh, perfect." And I'm carrying a tent at this point. And I walk over and I f- walk over this kind of rough ground and I find a clearing and I I set up my tent. And in the morning I wake up to the sound of bulldozers all around me. <laughs> oh no. And I, and and it's it's already hot. It's like seven thirty in the morning. It's already hot. middle of the summer, and I poke my head out of my tent, all sweaty. And I look around, and I have pitched my tent in the middle of a garbage dump, on a on a patch of land that had apparently like, uh, the they laid down many layers of garbage, and then they would put dirt over the top of it. So I'm on right. a very thin layer of dirt.
0: You're literally in a landfill. It in is, a landfill. They're and filling they, the land, putting land on top, and then more filling. Right. Like a big, dirty garbage sandwich.
1: And all around me are those giant bucket loaders <gasps> driving around full of garbage. And the guys in the bucket loader trucks have <laughs> never laughed so hard in their life. <laughs> and they're doing their job. They're, they're taking their, their buckets of trash. But they, And, they, and all, every one of them makes a point to just drive as close as he can to my tent and just laugh. And laugh, tears streaming down their face as I get out in my underwear and <laughs> get dressed, fold up my sleeping bag in my tent.
0: Is that really as comical as it
1: sounds, though? Were you amongst garbage or had you just found a clear spot? I was surrounded by garbage. I was, just, I was just, it there was dirt, there was a layer of dirt over the top of it. So in the middle of the night, I thought it was just this really freshly plowed...
0: You don't have like a Coleman lantern you were busting. You like you, you've, oh. you set, this t- set this tent up many times. You I know, no I, I need this much. I need this much flat land. I need this much stuff that doesn't have a washer dryer on it. And right. I, I
1: can pitch my tent. Yeah. And, the, and, and I was 17. So I was, I was dumber than rocks. And I didn't... I mean, this is the type of thing that if you, were, if you were even the ripe old age of 18, you probably would have stood there for a second and thought, wait a minute. What is this place? You would have you would have caught a whiff of it, or you would have something that's, would have. Yeah, that, you off.
0: that's the part as, as somebody who used to read books. This is this is the part of my mind where it's unresolved. Is yeah. that I feel like for myself, when I'm anywhere, even like slightly
1: near a dump, there's a very specific smell to a dump. I would call it the dump smell. It is a dump smell, but but they had there were a couple of things working here on me. The dirt. It was, All right, it, the dirt the, for there's sure. There's the dirt, and also it was right. It was right next to a river, and so the, there, was a, there was a strong breeze. It was open country, you know. I don't know. It was very late at night. Oh, so there was a river uh, smell, too? There was a river smell, but, but also, like, the combination, I think, of the fresh dirt and the breeze disguised the dump smell long enough for me to pitch my tent and fall asleep. But, boy, in the morning, in the hot sun, it sure smelled like a dump.
0: And in retrospect, you you, do, you look at this as a rookie mistake. Because again, I I, you, uh, I I try to be sensitive to these things. If we need to cut this out, we can. I try to be sensitive to to the things that you've learned in your in your training and autodidacticism. Right. My question to you is: in retrospect, does it scare the living shit out of you to know that you made such a potentially poor decision about location? I bet it was not a defensible position. I am guessing for one thing, you may no, have been not. on lower ground than you would have liked. Well,
1: and here is, I mean, it, it 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 occurred to me later, like. There was absolutely no- nothing keeping one of those guys <laughs> in his dumper look. He's, he's, a a- he's a little
0: bit hungover. He rubs his eyes for half a second, and pretty yeah. soon
1: you have the contents
0: of three days three days ago from KFC is now covering a 17-year-old John Roderick.
1: That or they just think like, oh, it's a piece of tent trash that didn't get mushed down. Is that what they call hobos there? Tent trash. <laughs> tent trash. And the and the first thing they do when they get up in the morning is see which guy can roll over the ratty tent first. <laughs> it's you like know? a like a little game of
0: quoits. They just yeah. try to
1: get in there. Hey, look up there. What's that? Oh, we something we missed, a spot we missed last week. Let's get it, you know? I mean, any but but seriously, if I made a list of the top 50 rookie mistakes I'd made where I should have ended up right. co- covered in KFC buckets buried in a I, I think at a
0: point when you've been out of the business long enough and in the variety of businesses that, that you're in, it would be very interesting for you to put out a probably unsuccessful ebook about the places <laughs> where you learned because you went a little wrong again, oh. the things that you can talk about oh, but, wow. but you know what I'm saying I'm just saying in this case now now you I'm just guessing seventeen year old John setting aside that you were probably not a big ebook reader that probably wouldn't have helped you that was that was a lesson you had to learn. It's right? True, And yet, true. and yet I'm just going to guess, you know, we can always guess it's like, uh, when you, uh, you, you get broken up with by some awful girl and, and you realize you're probably not the first person to do that. Or in, in this case, probably literally hundreds of women that you've broken up with. Mm-hmm. In this case, I'm just guessing hobo in a tent is something they were dealing with a lot between the river and the railroad. The, you know between what the saying? river
1: and the railroad, absolutely. But probably most hobos at that point were seasoned enough to not pitch their tent in a, in a garbage dump. They call them salty travelers. I'm, I'm going to guess that I'm in, I'm in the decided minority of people. I mean, surely people pitch tents in garbage dumps that have been capped and turned into parks and picnic grounds. That happens all the time. Capping.
0: I, I, got, I got mixed feelings about capping. Oh, yeah, I do too. That seems... That's, that's kind of like putting saran wrap over something
1: and thinking that like, you won't go bad. Well, here's my feeling. Yes. That all the landfills that have been capped and turned into public parks in America are actually trash mines for the future when the future is mining trash. So they're just gonna they're gonna uncap that stuff and mine all that all those plastic. But it's gonna be it's gonna be the cheapest way to get petroleum products.
0: Oh.
1: oh my God, you just wrote the beginning of what will be an
0: awesome if it's not already something that you're just stealing, a S- uh, speculative fiction series on what happens. We're talking way beyond peak oil. We're talking mm-hmm. post-post-counciler. Right. of my French. You're talking about literally the only oil we have is by like uh, melting a Mr. Potato Head.
1: Yeah, right. Mining all... Oh. I mean, because by that point, all the biodegradable stuff will have at least turned into like pink slime. Mm-hmm. And then all that's left in there is plastic crapola that has already... That's just ripe to be... Recycled, reused, reduced, and recycled. And then re-recycled. Re-re and then re re It's going to, have to be no. a fourth
0: triangle. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Now here's the thing. They always say, I think we've discussed this on a previous visit, but they always say one thing that all these gloom and doomers get wrong about lots of things, whether that's population growth or you know running out of food or whatever. Like For example, they've said ever since I can remember that the problem in the world of starvation is not really... That the food isn't there, it's a distribution problem. Then it's an mm-hmm. economic problem of, of caring enough to get that on a boat and take it somewhere. Right. But in this instance, they say, you know, we're not thinking enough ahead about how the technology changes. I'm still not persuaded the technology is changing fast enough. But if I could say, I don't this is this is your speculative fiction series, not mine, for mm-hmm. the sake of argument. Let's say we realize how, how majorly fucked we are mm-hmm. on the fuel situation, and we do find some way, this cold fusion style way to get way more energy out of way less. You're saying if I understand correctly, that you could potentially run a future dump of, of, uh, of tent slammers on maybe just a few Mr. Potato Heads that have been melted down in the appropriate way. Setting aside the pink slime, which we could use for something, you're saying maybe we become so efficient, we uncap, we go in and we fill our tanks with Mr. Absolutely Potato right. Heads I mean, and Look at the Look
1: at the third That's episode good. of Back to the Future. Hmm. Uh, really? Just, is that just, something I need to? Is that really something he, I need to write on a card? He, uh, I mean, we know we know already that that car requires one point twenty one gigawatts. Okay. And in the third episode, or in the end of the second episode, or I don't know which, uh, maybe it was the first. They filmed episode. them concurrently. Oh well, yeah. At one at one point, he comes back from the future to the present in the eighties, and he goes and gets some trash out of the. Kitchen and throws it into the trash compactor inside the double.
0: Oh, right. And I think he and, does that in the first episode.
1: Okay, that's the first episode. Well, in any case, he we know it takes one point twenty one gigawatts. Uh-huh. So he's getting that amount of energy out of like some some coffee grounds and some uh, you know some plastic. Uh, Probably, a, pies, I'm going to guess a two liter uh, Pepsi bottle. Two liter Pepsi bottle. So we know that energy is in there. Pepsi free. We just have to find and and, th- and these trash dumps are right in the centers of our cities, so we, we don't have, there isn't going to be a transportation problem it's it's cheap energy
0: oh john i'm sorry I, i've been getting you way wrong you're a fucking futurist. Mm. Have you really thought about this, or are you are you just are you just <laughs>
1: stealing this from somebody else no i'm not stealing it from someone else no. i'm offended I, my real plan, my real project is to go go out there to those giant floating seas of Plastic detritus that are out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Oh, find- those big, those big, like uh, those reefs of trash that. Float. Yeah, the the big, the big. Those are scary. Sargasso sea-sized uh, dead zone of of garbage, gar- floating garbage, and just go out there with some kind of a long net fishing trawler and just gather it all up and process it on my converted Exxon Valdez. A uh, future ship uh, <laughs> oh, that's captured by You are so
0: ready to be like a Jonathan Colton <laughs> character. You're gonna, you're gonna be the garbage czar. I'm garbage sorry. And this is you know what and my my daughter and I have started reading. Last night we read a uh, Batman comic from 1941 which was awesome. But mm. you're like a bat or a James Bond maybe. You're you're some kind of a super villain. We're all or maybe Smursh, right? Smursh? That's the bad guys, right? Smursh.
1: That's some of the bad. That's guys. where all the
0: girls wear combat boots.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so here's what happens. What's going to happen is the people at uh, MI35 or whatever are going to be sitting around going, "We've noticed some very unusual activity." Right? <laughs> People are using Swiss accounts. Uh huh. They probably have lots of pistols in them to to buy out. Capped garbage dumps across the U.S. Right, who is cornering the market? There seems to be a lot of interest in buying capped dumps near and
1: old decommissioned oil tankers and
0: old old decommissioned oil tankers. Yes, but there's a pattern here, and they go and they make the giant. You know, like uh, every super villain, you got to have like your giant miniature version of whatever you're building, like in Die Hard. Oh, yeah, or absolutely, a it, Goldfinger. Sure. It's one of those. No, For Much with Love. I guess the model. But exactly. You need to get a pointer. You got to have a pointer. And and, and and it's nice to have a
1: midget if you can find one. Right? Oh my god, they're everywhere.
0: <laughs> I think
1: the midgets are going to come to you. The thing is when you're when you're a supervillain, yes. they do. they come to you. I think that's
0: where you send your no, resume. We say little people too. Okay. Not to get well, I think problem. little people become droids. I think the midgets, that's the bad ones. <laughs> they're the ones to look out for. They're the ones that, that carry like vials of poison and blow guns. Right. Well, right? yes. The l- ones l- that- little people, there's always going to be there's always going to be jobs for droids. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, yeah. or Ken- Munchkins. Did, but, you know uh,
0: the, did you know that Kenny Baker and Jack Purvis used to have a cabaret show together? The guy who hmm. played the guy who played R2D2 and the guy well, who played who like
1: yeah, to, um, I didn't know they had a cabaret show, but then I I don't follow the trades. Hmm. I, but am I, am I- the pattern they noticed. I'm sorry, I'm almost done with this. I swear to God. Okay, the, here's no the problem. thing, though.
0: I this I learned this from you, fucking John Roderick. You've yes. just brought you've just brought it all together in a way that will. Well, it's blowing my mind. You mm-hmm. got the water, you got the dumps, you got the trash, you got mm-hmm. the railroads. Again, we're back to this same thing. That's right. How do you learn about a fucking city? It's transportation. It's yeah. energy. Warren it, Buffett knows it. He bought all the railroads. That's right. You know what he says? He should. Bu- he says you should buy things when they're inexpensive and then sell them. Once they become expensive, see that's all you have to do. That's why didn't anybody ever say that before? That is the one thing that those those Wall Street fat cats don't want you to know. And all I'm saying is, if James Bond or somebody else who has a miniature model and a pointer and some midgets starts pointing, they're going to notice mm-hmm. that a lot
1: of the places
0: that mm-hmm. this very wait a minute, very,
1: wait a minute, wait a minute, all our garbage dumps and old decommissioned oil tankers have all been bought up. Oh, where are all the midgets? <laughs>
0: We're also having afoot. a lot of trouble finding used pump chili containers. But no, well, what I'm the, saying the you buy these. That- it
1: becomes like a fucking gas station. If you find these near a waterway and a railroad, you have a built in. right. What do you mean, if look, you find them near a waterway or a railroad, they are precisely situated near waterways and railroads. Eventually this business will grow and you know what you're going to need? Office
0: space. Can I just say mobile home parks. The poor people live in mobile homes in the shittiest part of town, low-lying, right? It's probably near the railroads and the dumps.
1: So you're saying that there that there is a potential script for a Bond film in this, mm-hmm. but instead of the Bond villain being a super billionaire, mm-hmm. the Bond villain is a genius white trash Dump living. If by white trash you mean trash
0: rich, procrastinating, sometimes musician, I would have to say yes.
1: <laughs> who A rich, procrastinating, sometimes musician who, who knows how to speak white trash enough to communicate with all the denizens of these uh, outsider communities.
0: Okay, listen, I'm totally fine with your head getting big, Ger, mm-hmm. and, and you getting more self-involved. Do you honestly believe that you can talk white trash that well?
1: No. I know okay. I can't. I know I can't.
0: I could see and you getting super, super frustrated at a little
1: general about two in the morning. It's 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 one of the things I had a I had a really interesting conversation with a guy many many years ago where I was I had been I had been prowling through America's underbelly, America's undercarriage for a few years. America's <clears throat> lady basement, and um, <clears throat> I was talking to this guy. It was up upstate New York. I was, I was, it was at Cornell and, uh, and he was a smart kid at Cornell, but he was, uh, he was from, he was from the Bronx, you know, he was one of those smart kids from the Bronx where he had street smarts. And I was telling him about all these places in West Virginia and Alabama, Tuscaloosa that I had been and how I was trying to communicate with these people in their native dialect, and, uh, and this kid is like we're both kids still you know what I were 19 years old and he looks at me and he goes I, uh, what are you talking about native dialect I just talk to people like I talk and and uh, and and then they understand me and they respect that I'm I'm speaking in my own language <laughs> and I was like well what are you talking about you don't want to you don't want to talk to the you don't want to talk to people around America like in your weird accent you want to try and Get inside their minds and, and get inside their culture and seem like you're you're uh, you know you're from there. And he was like, "What? You're never gonna fool anybody that you're from there. You just uh, talk like you talk, and then um, they know you, you you you're who you are." <laughs> and he blew my mind. And I at the time that was that was that was a that was a heavy heavy lesson I learned from this kid. And I stopped making the rookie mistake which I had been making the rookie mistake of going into places and trying to, uh, trying to like figure out how they do it. And then were you trying to, were you trying to pass? No, not trying to pass, but like, I mean, obviously the first thing I said was I'm not from here, but, but I didn't understand that. Uh, but, but half the time I would go, Hey, y'all, I'm not from around here. (laughs) you you talk jivey. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, dog, I'm not from, you know, like I would, I would get, I would try and adopt their local mannerisms because I thought that that was how you, how you greased the wheels. Mm -hmm. And this guy from the Bronx was saying, no, I have a comically Bronx accent and I go everywhere and people are fine. And he was a wise man. For his 19 years. And I was actually embarrassed when I learned, when I, when it was revealed to me that I was being <clears throat> kind of a turkey <laughs> by going around, by going around and like mimicking people's accents back to them mm-hmm. and thinking that I was really. That I was really getting
0: inside. I've 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 done that. I, I have done that. I, I know I continue to do that. And what's weird about it is in my head when I'm doing that, and you know, and, and now I really notice it when other people do it. There's this guy yeah. I see around the neighborhood, and whenever he talks to anybody, he acts like they are an ESL, like an English as a second language person who is profoundly retarded. Uh-huh. Everything he says to them, he explains like this. I think that he does things like buy and sell cars. But what I want to do is explain to you that I will park it here and then you oh. can get it later. And it doesn't matter. He could be – he talks that way to me. He talks that way to anybody. That's how the guy talks. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is like – you know, Maybe it, he's from the Bronx. It could be. It could be. Maybe there are very candid people there. Here's the, here's the thing though. I think that that is ironically enough in my experience a weird kind of provincialism mm-hmm. because hmm. my provincialism, I'm so provincial that I think I'm fancy. That's how I don't don't know enough to know what I don't know. Uh-huh, right, uh-huh. so that's how that's what a fucking dumbass I am, and so I go out and act like the entire world needs to have the my brilliance dumbed down a little bit. And oh, then, well, sure. And you know what? And I, I'm not saying this is you, but for me, and you know what? I'll even throw in a little bit extra by trying to catch up with your little code switching patois. <laughs> <laughs> my well, dark, from my Alaska, dark, friend.
1: <laughs> coming from Alaska, I uh I really did come to America as though America <laughs> was a foreign country, and and not just a foreign country, but multiple foreign countries. Within one big continent, right? So the. So How long were you the, there? You, you you were born in. I'm sorry, you were born in Washington, right? Yeah, and then I I mean I, I grew up in between Seattle and Alaska and moved. So your mom so did.
0: Your mom did oil based computing in uh, oil
1: based computing, and my dad was a <clears throat> was a lawyer, a government lawyer for for a long time. Wait, in the corridors of power. Um, he was the chief counsel of the Alaska Railroad. Which at the oh, time was wow. a, uh, a, a federally owned uh, railroad. It doesn't connect to any other railroads. It's just the railroad that goes across Alaska. And so he was, um, he was a big wheel there. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a pass in his wallet that allowed him to get on any train. <gasps> it's like
0: a, a URL pass except in America,
1: oh, and you can God. just ride? Oh my god, it was so amazing.
0: Oh my god, What's the, what was it like was it like for, I'm I sorry? Still I'm I still have it. I still have
1: it, but it doesn't work.
0: <gasps> did, did, was uh, it, like, oh, could, it was like trains with seats, or what, were you like it was like a cargo plane kind of it? thing? Trains
1: with seats, yes, yes,
0: yes. You seat. got to ride on like
1: consumer trains? Not only that. I'd uh, kill for that. Sometimes when he had um when what you know when he had a reason, he would call up and they and the Alaska Road had a presidential car.
0: Oh my god. Which was a
1: three bedroom apartment with a living room and a uh, a kitchen and a, a butler's pantry and a balcony on the back, and he would have them attach this train, this presidential car, which had been Truman's uh, whistle stop car. Are you like kidding that. me? He would have them attach it to the back of any Alaska railroad train, oh and we would go, God. we would go choo choo training around Alaska. The Ferdinand Magellan rail car. Oh, you're looking it up.
0: Uh, I'm looking, there's several here there are, What I'm telling you, John Roderick I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm, I'm just already I've just got such a train boner, you can't mm-hmm. even imagine I, do know, I can't imagine uh, cause I mean, I'm thinking, you know, John Roderick, do you understand how, What people pay to do practically Fucking anything near Alaska today You mentioned Alaska and Wales And people are writing checks I should
1: if, do that more To
0: ride around in a really nice, a three bedroom train car In Alaska, do you, oh my
1: god Did you ever get Damn. to do it? All the time, are you <sighs> kidding me? I, my sister and i have pictures of ourselves just partying in this train car leaning off the balcony you know sleeping in sleeping in the train sleeping sleep the train cuz we would the train would get to fair we'd sleep on the way to fairbanks and then we'd get to fairbanks and we'd stay in the train car while they turned it around and got ready to go make the trip back we did all kinds of stuff did they have, my TV? Dad actually, did they have tv in addition in it? To, uh i don't remember but this was This was not, you were, watching TV was not a thing you would have been doing.
0: I would have, but I mean, did you have have books? You would have books or games. You probably had board games and stuff.
1: Well, I mean you're on a train going through Alaska you're like hanging off the back the whole time. We would we would spend hours hanging off the back. I can
0: already tell in your biopic you're you're probably massively over-fund, overfunded and and behind the heaven's gate of a biopic that you will have someday. I can see that. Now, if that were me, I'd be sitting there going like why can't I watch why can't I watch Shazam? But I could <laughs> right. I could see you curling up with uh, with, uh, with a book on uh, special forces, special ops, just getting up in the uh, Skycar and just sitting there. I'm just looking at the photo of this right now. The best way to see Alaska is on the railroad, the Alaska Railroad Corporation. And, and I already, I, I've got a total train boner. I would love to be in the sky car reading an encyclopedia right now. This is gorgeous.
1: Yeah. And the, the thing is that this is something I learned when I was a, a kid traveling with my dad because my dad always stayed in, in uh you know, my dad was a high roller, so he would always stay in in high rise hotels, classic hotels, hotels that had full size swimming pools in them, and not in the basement either. Hotels that had full size swimming pools on the eighth floor. You know what I mean? Like pre- pretty nice places and train train private train cars and this type of thing. And what I learned is that when you stay in a giant hotel or when you stay in a in a in a deluxe train car, you can entertain yourself almost indefinitely. By finding things to throw off the balcony <clears throat> so if you are if you are in a train car and you 're going across Alaska, you're scouring the train and, and the thing is that the train is connected to the regular train full of regular people and actually, there was a man, an Alaska railroad employee, who was posted at the door of our car to keep the Regulars?
0: Are you kidding me? Not at all. You had a riffraff monitor?
1: We had a guy in a, t- in a coat and tie who sat on a stool and was like, oh, sorry, this is the end of the, this is the, end of the uh, public train. <laughs> so we would go through the train <laughs> and we would just collect all the things that might be interesting to throw off the back of the train as the train is speeding through the countryside. And I'm not talking about litter. Litter wouldn't be interesting. But things that might break or things that might fly... These were also all the things that I would scavenge hotels for. And I would sit because my dad, uh, being the guy that he was, he would often say, um, you stay in the room. I'll be back in a couple hours. And then I'd be in the hotel room. And, and I, I, I always took that to mean you stay in the hotel or you stay around the hotel. As I got older, it was like, you stay in the vicinity of the hotel. But uh, so I would collect stuff. Like I would get a bucket of ice because you're going to want to throw some ice off, uh, off the 18th floor Mm -hmm. evidence melts and uh, that's right and i would i would get lots of paper and i would try and find matches because you want to (laughs) make um you want to make paper airplanes and light them on fire and throw them off the (laughs) off the 18th floor out of your 184 hotel room. And I would sit and just huck stuff out of the hotel. And I cannot tell you the number of people who looked up from the sidewalk in the busy urban environment and <laughs> shook their fists at the sky because I had slimed them from high up in the air. Yeah. I'm just glad Good to time. know
0: that you wouldn't abuse power if you had it.
1: Not at all. Not at all. You know, uh, in addition to having my pilot's license when I was 17... My dad took me down to the rail yard one time and uh, had a man teach me how to drive a locomotive. (laughs) <laughs> he, he knew that this is something i would be interested in was
0: this something they planned ahead did they put this oh, on a yeah. calendar or just dad show up and just disrupt the thing so,
1: to oh, teach I can't you really tell I, he knew this engineer <laughs> it's all a little foggy now <laughs> you know they all knew him because he was he was on at the head office but well let, let's, but, let's
0: let's let's state the obvious here which is that your father was important powerful whatever enough that he was he was a man that you if you had the choice you'd rather not disappoint him Mm-hmm. In, in in any role, right? And let's let's be honest. Even if that's if you're the hotel serving him, he's a big gun in the travel industry, mm-hmm. and so you wouldn't want him to fill out that card and say, "I'm Dave Roderick." and and, and, uh,
1: you- and some bellhop chastised my son for throwing a bucket of ice out of the window of a 24 <laughs> <laughs> so, flaming planes out so but, but also now I'd it like sounds his, i'd like his job please <laughs> like
0: i, 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 I want to see this kid bring him to me now that would be funny if every time he got mad he insisted to that person's boss that you got to have that person's job for a day but the, but but driving a locomotive oh sorry look sorry about that locomotive yeah
1: oh my god so fun because really there's not much to it you have a you have a little handle that's their throttle and you have a brake and you have a horn but boy when you put that thing in gear and it starts to move Mm. oh also they let me ride they let me ride on the front of the locomotive (laughs) by the cow catcher yeah up there you know there's a little railing and you can walk around the very the the nose i I think that's i think that's for maintenance john it is for maintenance, but they let me go out there because I begged. Oh, I was like, come on, God. come on, please, 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 please let me ride on the front you get of You got to thing. do like
0: a Titanic thing? That would be yeah, yeah. so
1: fun. In front of a locomotive, yeah. It's, it was very fun. But, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody was shitting bullets because I was, <laughs> I was climbing on the front of this train. All the guys inside were like, oh, it's the boss's kid. And the
0: great part is your dad would probably have to adjudicate uh, the case. Deal, deal, do the case with uh, when I went to trial and, and the people from the insurance company were there. At the
1: time, because... I just want to th- understand. There According no- to the lawyer, the lead counsel for your company asked <laughs> that the child be pushed to the front of the prowl. <laughs> At the time, there was no such thing as child abuse. Mm. So they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have put my dad on trial for letting... <laughs> they didn't have a name for it. It was like <laughs> autism. Yeah, they didn't have a name for it. It was like, oh, I don't understand why all these kids are so sad. Anyway, <laughs> let's sue the schools.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, so far I've got three lessons. <clears throat> I've got uh, lesson one, and again, we can cut this out if this is too much, but um, no, no, lesson number one for your ebook is uh, Don't Pitch Your Tent at a Dump. Right. Good. Number two, uh, don't don't have a faky patois to act like you are understanding someone better.
1: Exactly.
0: And uh, if you're going to lean out a window, uh,
1: have stuff to throw. That's right. Uh, you, you, you've, you've nailed it. You've nailed all the topics. I'm
0: so just going to I may end up being um, being your uh, Boswell. So I'll, I'll just capture all of this here. I'll keep it here in nearby. And um, I just—if I, we can—I don't want to get too far away from from something much deeper here, though, which is, uh, well, you know, it's your show, but I—I I, I don't want to get too far away from the idea that yeah. I, I hope is not stealable i think you may be so far in front of this idea we don't need to worry about it being stolen but can you no, say think john i think it's going to be stolen well, obviously well here's the thing you've got contacts inside the industry you've ridden the front of a fucking locomotive that that's you are right. driving that's right how many people have ever even fan of, that's a terrible idea mm-hmm.
1: that's an awful idea <laughs> you've bad. done that and you people have, are way too timid to throw things out of high-rise windows
0: you've Thrown, thrown f- flaming paper from a Harry Truman car. Yeah. Like how many people can say they've done this? So here's all I'm thinking: is when you do have this, this uh, I don't know what you want to call it. When you have this, this, this uh, dy- dystopic future empire that mm-hmm. involves tearing open garbage dumps in order, in order to, to melt Mr. Potato Heads or what have you. I think you conduct that by train. I think you go from mm-hmm. one mobile home park to the other.
1: Super train.
0: Via by John. super train. Super train. And, and here's the thing. Can I just point out? It is scalable and extensible. You can literally hook new cars on. You're right? going to be so rich and so fucking weird at this point. Yeah. that You could have just a new throwing car. You could super have a train with a super train could be whatever you want it to be that fucking week.
1: Super train with a giant claw, uh, like a giant claw crane. And you can drive super train right up to. Old trash dumps and giant claw crane reaches out, grabs the whole trash dump in its giant claw, and puts it on flat cars. And you take it to your, oh, your super that is tanker. Now, now would that be on your own train?
0: Because it, it seems like, but you could. The, here's the thing, though. Okay, you I'm sorry.
1: So you'd have all oh, you'd have trains all across. America. You know what? You'd if it's too much, train. you
0: break it off. You call somebody else, and you have Junior Train come in and take care of the rest of it. But you, you're saying you you literally tear the top off of that where the children might be camping or having a yeah. picnic. People you are tear out there playing off.
1: frisbee, and here comes Super Train. Tear it Gen- off like a cheap
0: toupee, uh, and then the, Mr. Claw goes in and grabs that and starts filling all the, all the potato containers
1: for, for future fueling. I think it's a fantastic right. idea. Well, the thing is that in the future, right, like already, we know we notice that plastic cutlery is being made out of compressed potato starch, right? We don't Shh. need... Compostable, yes. Yeah, we don't need uh, oil and petroleum products to make plastic forks anymore because mm-hmm. they're making them out of potato starch. Hmm. And we don't need uh, petroleum to power automobiles anymore because we have these uh, these electric automobiles and we'll have hydrogen cars or whatever. So we're going to need a lot less petroleum in the future. But there are some things that petroleum, that you really need petroleum for. Like lawnmowers. Yeah, and petroleum jelly. Um, oh, okay. Or you need petroleum for anything that has petroleum in the name.
0: Okay, I see. you're saying there could not be, for the sake of argument, a uh, a, a solar uh powered jelly that would have would have the same performance features exactly you
1: You couldn't have like a hydrogen jelly
0: what about what about other kinds of lubricants like for motorcycles or butt plugs well because you shouldn't use a petroleum one for that you can use
1: whale oil
0: for some of that stuff how do you now? how do you get that do you have to kill
1: the whale well you could milk the oil (laughs) you know they're Uh, mammals did you you know that you can milk them (laughs) milk the oil out of them and then throw them back Okay. And and, I, and that could be a subset of my uh, of my super tanker. It has a little a well milker uh on the side.
0: Well, here's another obvious. I again, I know you, I'm sure you've already thought of this in your part of your probably very large book of plans, but it would be pretty cool also if you basically never had to get out Let's say there's one, like, Truman car that it's always yours. It's always there. Oh. It's like your bedroom. And it,
1: and it goes into the super tanker. Into
0: the fucking super tanker. The super train goes on the super tanker. It can move yes. you around. It becomes sort of like a, like a what? Like a, like a large scale rascal. Or a. Yeah, oh, a, right.
1: It's a, like a super rascal or a super A, super, uh, a
0: super, you know what? You know what? You're going to be so fucking rich. You could potentially have a super rascal on the super train. So you don't, you could just move around very easily. And the thing is, you're going to have a lot of those cool little levers and knobs. Maybe, maybe even the kind of thing like maybe you could get one of those, um, uh, one of those, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the universe guy, where you could blow to make your chair move around, <laughs> or to, for example, say, tear the toupee <laughs> off of this picnic ground and put the contents in, in inside of my potato uh,
1: car. Right. Because I'm not, I, you know, when I tear the top off of that, uh, off the picnic ground, yeah. I'm not just harvesting old plastic bags and it's not. I'm not just turning that into petroleum. No. There's also all those batteries that Michael Stipe threw away fucking 50 years before. Right. That are full of, who knows what's in those batteries? Probably they have a solid gold core. I've never...
0: There's never, probably uh, a lot of stuff. And also, I know, I know this from San Francisco, what, what people live on the street. People will get rid of stuff that is still kind of mostly good. A little bit of yeah. elbow grease, and that will sure. be fine again. So you Although, could also have a Goodwill car. You could have a Goodwill car, or a good, you could have a Goodwill super tanker.
1: Here's the problem, though. A lot of that stuff... Has been sitting in a landfill for fifty years. Probably like I the, think co- the kind are a, of okay couch.
0: I think the consumer is going to get way less picky when they can't run their lawnmower anymore. They can't use their butt plugs, and they're wondering how they're going to get a new Mister Potato Head. I think well, they're gonna, not going to be asking questions. They're just they're just going to say how much. What
1: you'll also have generations of hipsters by that point mm-hmm. who will be who will be so starved for vintage material oh. that it'll be like this is vintage. <sighs> I, I know it's been sitting in a landfill for fifty years, and it smells like a dump. And it's and it's like. Permeated with batteries yes. and, uh, and whale oil, but this is this is a vintage couch. How much will you pay? You and think you think if you think if you
0: think your appreciation of Steelers' wheel is ironic? Now, just wait until I give you a literally non-functional a
1: track that has literal battery acid and human shit on it. If someone has, an, if someone is listening to this podcast and can only appreciate Steelers' wheel ironically, yeah, I will personally come and beat your ass. We you, we go
0: ride there on your train.
1: Because my God, Steelers Wheel is amazing.
0: And that was what that was what Jerry Rafferty was in. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: this yeah, it's is it's in that, I, I it's a scene in that movie,
0: big scene in that movie. Remember that? Which? which oh, uh, Harold talk- and Maude. Mm, no, I was Star of that. Star Wars. Okay,
1: I'll come back to that. I'm
0: sorry. Please go ahead. All I'm saying well, is John.
1: Oh, no, you're talking about you're talking about the uh, the Mister yeah. Pink
0: movie. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Then Mr. tip. Okay, so uh, sorry. Please continue. All I'm saying is I I I, I fear you. I have a few <laughs> questions I'd like to ask <laughs> later from I some follow up.
1: Of the way you say, please continue and then talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, okay. And then you talk Alright, please
0: continue. But my main the main thing I want to ask, I would like to get just a rough idea, just generally, so I know whether I need to start uh getting weapons, is mm-hmm. please don't answer it now. Whenever you're done after you continue, do you think this will be largely benevolent? Will it be will you want people to perceive will you force people to perceive it as benevolent? Or or will this will this really truly be like a, a dark dystopian vision where you where you really run the entire uh, universe based on your own caprice? I think I know the answer.
1: You know, power tends to corrupt. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's what Lincoln said. That was That's that's uh, George Lincoln. That's no,
0: right. no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I think of George Lincoln Rockwell.
1: The, the, the second president of the United States, George Lincoln. Is that? Okay. Uh, but but uh, I think what, what will happen okay. is initially it will be presented as an ecological, uh, you know, I will be a benevolent. Uh, eco warrior it seems like a friendly helpful option yeah and the super trains will all be painted kind of iphone white and it will be and the super crane will also be iphone white and it will look like a very nice um uh, you know hel- uh, like people will flock to fund this operation mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have lots of ipos i'll have 7 or 8 ipos um and each one will raise billions of dollars and uh, the president will shake my hand and it will, and I will, I'll, you know, and I'm thinking I'll dress like Tom Wolf. I'll have like three piece cream colored suits. You
0: could, you could trim your beard and get a walking stick, a green walking stick, a walking <laughs> stick made out of park <laughs> benches that used to be milk cartons.
1: Right. And people will think they'll think John Roderick, eco warrior, super train founder, uh, like hyper recycler.
0: How about this? How about, how about this? John Roderick. White-suited eco peacemaker. He oh. has, he's got children. He's giving jobs to children and not in a mean way. He's, ex- oh. he's, he's handing out, he's going across the country in a green train that is literally creating energy as it travels across the country. You know what? Maybe it's got Wi-Fi transmitters too. You're helping people, poor people to get on on the internet. Oh and oh my God. You Wi-Fi give out trample. CFL, so Wi-Fi train, you give out CFL light bulbs and vegan meals, but, but nice vegan meals. I let kids ride on the
1: front. I let kids ride on the back. Yeah, but not, not so, in an unsafe way. There's a whole section where you can light paper airplanes on fire and throw them in a, in a way that will not Start a larger fire. There's a oh. whole. Section.
0: Oh, you're saying it's like a renewable airplane uh, source?
1: Well, let's say it's not. It's not non
0: renewable. Right. it's not
1: non renewable. Right. No, okay. no, but okay. I think but anyway, I, I, people as, would fall as, for
0: that in a second. Are you kidding as, me? People go to fucking as, Whole Foods. They would love the. They would love the, the what's it called? Super so. Train? Super Train?
1: Super hmm. Train. But then as time goes on, yes. of course, as I become richer and control more and more. Uh, garbage dumps, and more and more mm-hmm. public parks are disappearing. No one can play Frisbee anymore. There's yes. no place to picnic anymore mm-hmm. because Supertrain has been there.
0: But at this point, who cares? Because BMW and uh, and Bear are doing great. They're ha- mm-hmm. they're very happy because under the Supertrain system, everybody's making money. Everybody's happy. The poor mm-hmm. people have CFL light bulbs and mm-hmm. vegan meals, but s- things are subtly changing. That's right. S- subtly pretty, soon, changing. pretty
1: soon people are addicted to vegan meals, and where do they get them? Mm-hmm. Supertrain. Supertrain. <laughs> can't, gets, get them,
0: yeah. can't get them anywhere else. Supertrain cornered the market. Pretty soon you can't afford to buy a uh, mobile home anymore because there's so many super super office parks.
1: Well, and a lot of those mobile homes have been recycled by Supertrain. But
0: they're all green technology, so at first it all made sense.
1: Mm-hmm. I you like got, this
0: a lot. You got and people then, burning sage and hitting fucking drums.
1: I become uh, evil super genius. It's I mean, it,
0: it writes itself. There's no question about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, here's the thing, John. Can I, hope I point out one thing? This idea. Well, I see. Here's the thing. I don't think anybody can steal this idea, right? So, right. so you know, success. You got uh, execution. Is uh, ideas are a multiplier of execution, something like that. Uh, I'll look it up later. The point is, it does how come up with ideas as a diamond doesn't. It's how you yeah. implement it, right? right? And so, here's the thing. You got to say to yourself, like, what, like, who, who, who do you want having this job? If you had your choice of different dictators, I say you want a truly a, a competent dictator who knows where you shouldn't pitch a tent. If you know what I mean. I think yes. you want John because here's the thing, all oh, these other guys are gonna come along and they're gonna have their own pale version of Super Train. It's sure. gonna They've it's, a, it's gonna run, run flat. It's gonna run run flash, the battery's not gonna last for very long, right? right. But they're right. gonna be all copycatting on, on the Supertrain program. Right. Right, And still, those garbage dumps are going to sit there with their little hats on. Nobody's going to make any money. Mr. Potato's just sitting there
1: doing nothing.
0: Yeah. I think I think you... I don't know. I just think you could the change is, a lot I of this. The thing is, I already figure,
1: just by having spoken about it... I mean, mm-hmm. normally, Super Genius wouldn't talk about his plan like this until he had the hero tied up in the... Oh,
0: floating over the uh, shark tank full of acid? Yeah,
1: exactly. Tied up, floating over a shark tank full of acid on the super tanker. <laughs> And uh, the Super Train branded Super Tanker. That is when I would be explaining this whole thing to him as I was about to drop him into the shark tank full of acid. But uh, I, I, what I, the reason I'm doing it now, the reason I'm talking about it now, is that I'm very confident that it will produce some fan art, which I'm going to use to galvanize. <laughs> uh, oh, people.
0: they call it, what do they call it? Um, instead of uh, grassroots, they call it uh, uh, astroturfing. Is that what you call it? I'm, I'm astroturfing. You're astroturfing. Yeah. Huh. You know uh, what I'm thinking about? There's a scene. I want to say there was, in. I can't remember, it might have been in Billy Jack. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Billy Jack, where, where the guy says, the guy's, the guy's facing off with this actually kind of elderly man, who actually, if memory serves, may have been dressed as Colonel Sanders. But what I recall is Billy Jack, or it or might be a different movie. I'm, I'm old. He says something along the lines of, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick you on this side of your face with this foot. And you know what? There is not a damn thing you can do about it. And you know what he does? He fucking kicks him in the face. With that foot. Yeah, and you know what? Can I just tell you? There was not a damn
1: thing that guy could Nothing do about that it. that guy could do. Uh-huh. What I want is a BLT. Mm. I, want is a BLT. Mm. I want you to hold the lettuce. <laughs> I want you to hold, hold it between hold, your knees. <laughs> hold the tomato
0: between your knees. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, once you get into as as the... Uh, as the uh, president for life of, of Supertrain Industries, I think you're going to very easily be able to have these kinds of conversations with people who actually literally can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, well, I hope so. You know, I, I, my, pro- my present project, here's my present plan. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this. I got a good plan. My present plan is that all, all through Silicon Valley and in Seattle, too, there are all these startups, these, uh, these uh, tech startups where people uh, who are uh, working uh, in the tech industry are all sort of in this mutual masturbation society where they all think they know what the what the world is made of and what the world needs, and they're making apps. And they're launching apps, and they're launching sites, and they're making techs, and they're tech teching makes, and whatever it is that people are doing. And they're all on each other's boards of directors, and they're all making IPOs. Thought leaders. They're thought leaders. Well, they think they are. hmm But... <laughs> But, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. No, there, there's not a single person on any of those boards of directors with real-world experience. Mm-hmm. And I bring that kind of real-world experience to the table. So my current plan is to start marketing myself as a potential member of the board of directors of some of these internet startup companies because they really need somebody that can speak truth to power they need somebody who has thrown stuff out of a high rise they need somebody who once had a pilot's license they need somebody with this kind of real world experience to help guide them through the rocky because you see a lot of these a lot of these companies you know they they're like a flash in the pan right they arc across the sky mm-hmm. and then then kaputsville if they had me on their board of directors Tell them like it was. Right. Telling them, hey, you guys don't need to speak in a fake Southern accent to sell your app in the South. You just speak in your regular Brooklynese, regular
0: stupid Stanford accent.
1: You just talk in your Stanford accent, and people are gonna are gonna buy it or not buy it based on whether or not. It's a useful app that works on the iPhone.
0: This is the amazing part, though, John, is these guys, the ones who, who they're taking mechs and, and making techs and, and, mm. and, 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 and taking, what, what's your phrase, tech, tech and makes? Tech and they're, makes, yeah. They're out, That's like Tex mechs. They're yeah. out there doing all this <laughs> stuff, and like the ones, oh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've had all these different startups. The ones who consider themselves really smart and really, as we say in the business, forward-looking, mm. if they are really looking us forward as they claim to be with their forward-looking, they mm. are going to want to be on the good side of the guy who owns oh, the super
1: that's right. That's exactly right. It's not. It's
0: not precisely extortion. It's it's pre-stortion.
1: It's pre-stortion.
0: It's just a way of saying, you know, hey, you know, you're going to have a real pretty daughter someday. It if it would be a shame if at some point something were to happen to her involving an extremely I, costly train.
1: I do that around Seattle all the time. When people people like you know, there are a lot of people at the I interact with people at the mayor's office. I interact with a lot of you know people that are part of the part part of the. Uh, the, the machine here. Yeah. and, uh, and The corridor is a power. Yeah, the corridor is a power. And I don't even have to say it. It's just understood among these people. Like, uh, I don't know what Roderick does. I don't even know why he's here at this meeting. Isn't he a singer-songwriter? <laughs> why is he here? Why is he so involved in civics? But at the same time, the mayor is listening to him. So there will come a time, maybe... When I don't want to be on the wrong side of him. I don't know why, but oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nice to him and give him what he wants. This might have been how your dad started. It's how everybody in power starts. You just end up, you show up places and people go, why is he here? And then they go, well, I'd better not cross him. And if enough people do that, then pretty soon you walk in a room and everybody applauds. Which there's is there's a guy, I, I,
0: I, well, they better applaud if they have any <laughs> sense. Here's the thing. There's a guy in my neighborhood. We've got a handful of really colorful guys in my neighborhood, by which I mean crazy homeless guys. And <laughs> one of these guys, who I tend to avoid because he cycles, you know, as you do. He's, you mean he's a
1: bicyclist or he is yeah, on... Yeah, he's,
0: he's, he's got a fixie. And, and what he, oh. but well, he's, I think he's bipolar or something, or maybe it's me. Uh, no, he's probably schizophrenic.
1: He's not bipolar. So you're saying he cycles through many phases.
0: Well, he has days where he... uh doesn't stand in the street throwing fried rice at pigeons and uh, <laughs> days when he does. And that as a kind of cycle. Like both these is wheel. <laughs> It turns around and around. And here's the thing. I I avoid this guy because I don't want to get fucking fried rice thrown at me. I mean, I'm a pretty snappy dresser.
1: you're clearly not a pigeon.
0: Okay. And as as much as I don't like to admit it, I do go to the KFC slash Taco Bell, which, as you know, is near my home. I go in there, and probably three out of five times I go in there, that guy is in there. This guy, (laughs) I'm pretty sure, does not have a lot of dough. But every Mm -hmm. time I go in there, I should explain a little more. He wears uh, basically basically like a filthy sweatpants, and he ties lots of plastic newspaper bags around parts of his body. And oh. then he, he has kind of an ad hoc. He's um, a real
1: San Franciscan. It sounds yeah, like. yeah. He
0: wears this kind of like <clears throat> uh, if, you, if you took like a if you made like an acid helmet out of you know like a bandana kind of thing out of out of like a, a rag you'd use to clean off tools at a car. He wears that on his head. He has a very large salt and pepper beard. He looks a little bit like a young Oliver Sacks. He he's the shit out of some fucking chicken. I think if, I, man, hey, if I was this
1: guy, yes. I would be very careful about how close I got to Supertrain. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds Super like yeah, Supertrain might, might just pluck him. <laughs> the big claw? What's the he big, the, the big claw? He sounds very recyclable. He sounds eminently recyclable. He, what he needs
0: to worry about is being reusable. Because <laughs> Super Train's going to have a lot of technology. There are definitely parts The, the Captain, the captain Bird hate is not going to be ready for. So it is kind of funny, you know me. I, you know my brain. Like I, I yeah. see, I see things. I tell stories. Um, so he eats a he eats a Kentucky Fried Chicken, but he hates birds. He fucking he he throws. He stands in the street taking handfuls. So like you know, people will leave food around. He he finds some fried rice from like the Thai place. He's fucking screaming in the middle of Taraval Street and throwing rice at pigeons. And the pigeons are just fucking with him. At first they're like, obviously that guy's crazy. Then pretty soon, what if you're a pigeon and somebody this is throwing guy, rice guy's at, guy's at you? Fried what do you rice do? Fountain. Exactly. Oh, don't throw me in the briar patch. <laughs> so. So they're 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 just fucking laughing. They're just he's standing there. He's got to know
1: that, though. First it, of all, he has to know that 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 he does are-
0: know John. He's crazy. That's oh. the problem. So here he is. I go in, and two out of five times, I go to the KFC. He's sitting there, and 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 he is. I've never seen anybody eat angrier than than Bird Guy. He's <laughs> fucking going after some dark meat. It's, he, his beard is shiny. He's he, he's digging in, and you know what? I've never seen the guy ever 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 pay. So I, I and the things I haven't asked, but, you know, me in my head now, I'm wondering about things. Right. You know, maybe Super Train has an answer for this at some point. But all I'm saying is, I don't know if they're doing this out
1: of charity. I think they're not. Is he digging in the trash and just pulling out? He is not. The he is oh. sitting
0: right at the table next to where my daughter and I are enjoying a cookie. He is sitting there and, and literally shoving dead dead fried bird into his face.
1: Wait, 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 you get cookies at KFC Taco Bell? I don't want her to have to eat the chicken. That's not healthy. Oh, right. Good you know? man. Yeah.
0: Um Smart. and so and so and so I don't know I that could come out I'm sorry I'm not precisely sure where I'm going well, to except-
1: even fried chicken that's made with Jesus pancake Okay I go there a lot all right <laughs> <laughs> they have those chicken bits now. There's oh, no, nothing that on.
0: isn't wrong with KFC. Every yeah. single aspect of KFC has something that's wrong with it. The messaging, the posters, the photography, certainly the oil that they make things in. Every mm. single—oh, the, the signage. Don't even get me started on the signage. I'm going to take a photograph of the signage for you. Oh,
1: where, where they got—where uh, Colonel Sanders is no longer a person. He's just a oh, a—
0: oh, an icon? No, no. Action figure? No, no. I like I don't mind that. You know, we got a big bucket here. The bucket yeah. is bigger than you think because of what uh, is known in Artists' foreshortening. The bucket's actually quite large. But you know, can I just mention one other thing in passing? That the you know, who likes to sit around the rim of the bucket? Birds.
1: Uh, oh, oh, birds. Birds. Mm hmm. Birds. So they I know what they know which side they're. I mean, they're, they're, they're cannibals, those
0: birds. But, 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 but much like the man throwing the rice, I think there's a certain kind of uh, what self destruction, a need for self harm. But mm. all I know is that guy's getting fucking free chicken and I'm not. Maybe, maybe I just haven't asked enough. But Pauline. Hmm. Who I don't think listens so, to the show. So now you're
1: envious of the guy with the plastic bags around his legs. Envy's a strong word. I would, say, he's I would getting say free chicken.
0: I'm not envious. I would say I'm jealous. I want him to not have it either. I see. Right. No, okay. that's not accurate. But I anyway.
1: <sighs> I understand what you're saying. I, I think Supertrain's gonna solve all of this. I, really I don't do. know if
0: Supertrain's gonna <laughs> solve these problems. But I'm saying there's a lot of there's a lot of complexity, and America has a lot of stories to tell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, a, and a lot of people are gonna need help. Now, hmm.
1: I, I I got to you, John. Are you idea, familiar with pink slime? Do you know what pink slime is? Uh, that's
0: different from gray goo. Is Kurzweil the guy that makes the keyboards, or the guy that makes the great gray goo? That's
1: that's Ray Kurzweil, right? Kurzweil makes the keyboards. It's not Robert D- Moog. You Mo- say Moog or Moog? How do you say Pick, that? Oh well, I you say Moog because you're not a dope. But if you're I a dope, totally if agree. If you're if you're a music industry dope and you want to call him by his real name, it's Moog. How or... do you pronounce
0: the French film festival that is a homonym with what you drink a Coke out of? Con I think it's Cannes. Cannes. I think Cannes is fake white trashy patois. I think you're doing, I think you're, am sorry. Is that right? It's Cannes. I think you might be, you I'm might going be going the ben- Cannes Film Festival. I don't, I, <laughs> as you're, as you as you Boswell, or excuse me, as your Boswell, I think you may be at least bending rule number two, the patois I, problem.
1: How do you, how do you pronounce the capital of Vermont?
0: Uh, Pierre. Montpelier.
1: Montpelier, right? Montpelier? I guess Montpelier. Montpelier, Montpelier. It's I just know, Montpelier. Montpelier. I know from, trivia. I know
0: from uh, Montpelier. like Pellier. The whole Houston and Houston thing. I th- again, uh-huh. this is more ways that New York is trying to fuck us. And I'm going to be glad when Super Train drops that giant fucking claw on New York. No offense to our friends who live there. Ah,
1: there are a lot of people in New York.
0: Most of our friends have moved out of Manhattan. And I think that's smart. There's a lot of trains in Manhattan. I think Super Train is going to have a huge influence. Over all of that monstrosity that we call Manhattan.
1: This is a good question. Is, will Supertrain be able to? Because as I am working to convert people in America over to my way of thinking, will Supertrain also be converting the other trains?
0: Oh, I think Super it has train to.
1: Will speak train to them?
0: Oh, It'll speak. It'll speak train fluently and not not any kind of a jokey Bronx patois. I think right. you're gonna you're gonna have something like 160 years of parallel tracks behind you on all of this. I think it's it's, again, it's like the treaty of Versailles. Let's be honest. People are going to be looking for a hero. I think there are a lot of trains out there that are not happy with their work.
1: There are so many great trains and they are held back by, by, by people with insufficient vision. Oh, do yeah, and,
0: and especially the law. I mean, when when uh, when when a lot of those laws were signed, I think those trains already felt a little bit, let's just be honest, a little bit neutered. And there's things they couldn't do.
1: Sure. Well, the whole Amtrak business. I mean, why is there even Ugh. an Amtrak? It makes me so mad.
0: They should, they should just call it rolling vagina.
1: What about what about that train that was going to go from New York to L.A. in five hours because it was in a vacuum tube under the ground? Oh, come on. What that's happened not, to that train? That, there was going to be a tube train? Did you not ever read Popular Science magazine? I can't I th- believe not, you I, about maglev well that so you take Mad, maglev and put it in a tube you put it in a tube and then you vacuum all the air out so there's no oh. resistance are, do, are no, they allowed
0: to have air in the train
1: well yeah you have to have air in the train so it's got
0: compression of some kind
1: the train is compressed like an airplane okay the train the train is uh you know it's a sealed but they have food and then it's well yes it would be a super it would be, be they'd have incredible food because it would probably cost Twenty million dollars to ride this train because it, because how much would it cost to build a, a pressurized tube from New York to L.A. It would cost a lot of money.
0: Yes, but you'd if probably you did have to you'd probably have to move a few things around.
1: If you did it, you could have a train that went from New York to L.A. almost as fast as an airplane. But it'd and, be a train. And, and you're underground, which is pretty appealing. I think it would be even faster. I think it'd be, I think if you had mag, if it was magnetically levitated and you had no air resistance. Mm-hmm you could go conceivably faster than light mm-hmm. and this you you're, go, that's based on science you're you saying that you could go faster than fast you would it would be it would be so fast yeah you
0: would get there before i think you, you could can. go as fast as is safe and practical which is which is not true with a plane planes got a lot of problems and a lot of overhead you ever do this you ever have to go somewhere in the like northeast corridor but you have to st- you know go through new york i'm telling you i always do the math and it's frequently faster to jump on a fucking peter pan bus rather than like do anything involving changing at an airport
1: mm. oh absolutely
0: when i went to connecticut i did that when i went to rutgers i did that it was all uh it was just so much easier i mean if it, you know what i'm saying it's no, such a pain to
1: pittsburgh and rent a car
0: if you fly to pittsburgh and pittsburgh pittsburgh is still there that's still considered an incorporated uh city
1: yeah yeah if pittsburgh is still there and in fact there's that guy that bald that bald kid who's the mayor of like one of those outlying factory towns who's turned his little town into a Mecca of entrepreneurship. Mm, I see, you it, sure you didn't hear about this. That sounds like an NPR story. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I read about it in parade magazine, or maybe I read about it in the United airlines in flight magazine, Brady's but, it, but, but it's a guy <laughs> uh, and he's, he's like my age. He's your age. He's our age. <laughs> Uh, but he's a big guy, he's bald. He's part of
0: the Super Train Generation. He's
1: he's Super Train Generation. He's bald. He's pretty probably 350 pounds. And he got himself elected mayor of this town where all the factories uh closed. It's like a Billy Joel song this yeah. town. And um out forms standing in line. Yeah. The union people go away. I don't know the lyrics of that thing. Oh,
0: Helena. <laughs>
1: um but uh he he and he's turning this town into some kind of He's trying to turn it into Well, if you read Parade magazine, he's turning it into utopia. If you've ever been on the ground in that part of the country, you know that he's just trying to keep like the radioactive devil dogs from eating children like right out
0: (laughs) right out of the cribs.
1: They call it a tech incubator. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like he's he's just trying to keep the glaciers. What, what, What
0: kind of dogs? I want to write this down. What kind of dogs? Radioactive devil, dogs. Radioactive they're, devil they're, dogs.
1: They're rife through that
0: whole area. Sounds like a minor league he's, baseball
1: team. He's basically standing out there with a big lighter <laughs> on the at, at the at the front edge of a glacier, and he's trying to he's trying to hold it back. He's melting it back with his with his lighter. <laughs> That's his plan. Uh huh. But anyway, he's. It sounds like you admire power. him
0: a little bit, though. Was it because of his weight or his hair or his his prestige? It sounds like you admire him a little bit. You look at him and you go, ah, right. You're sizing him up.
1: Thing is, you know, he is mayor of. Of like Ass Pimple uh Pennsylvania. You which is need, more than I can say. Super
0: Train needs him and he needs Super Train.
1: I think it's true. That bit's gonna run out at some point. He's
0: gonna have to he's gonna wanna shove some Mr. Potato Head into that, and that's only available <laughs> with your giant fucking crane hand.
1: Well, and he's a visionary, I'm a visionary. We're yeah. gonna meet at the TED conference. Because that's where visionaries go. Aren't you going to just? Is there any? Ch- I'm sorry, I don't want to ask personal
0: favors. We're not close enough to do that. But is there any yeah. chance that you could just destroy the TED conference and just replace it with something much more
1: supertrain like? I think the TED conference is doing a very good job of destroying itself. Okay. You know, like would it's, you think it about having wrong. a conference maybe on a par- literally on a parallel track to super train? Here's here's what's <laughs> happening to the TED conference. It has already become a brand. It's like uh, I went to I went to Marshalls the other day. Oh, first of all, I went to Ross. <laughs> To I was, get some new pillows cuz I was looking for a blanket. <laughs> I have enough pillows but I was looking for a blanket cuz uh-huh. all my blankets were dirty and the only way you can you only way you can wash a blanket is in one of those super sized blanket washing washing machines that at the laundromat which which super train will have 8 to 10 of. But I hate going to the laundromat. So hate I was like, it. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy a new blanket. I'm going to put these dirty blankets in the closet. I'm going to go buy a new blanket. Mm-hmm. So I go to the I go to the Ross, but all the Ross blankets are they're that's gross. They're gross there. So I went to Marshalls because it's a higher caliber, mm-hmm. it's a higher quality blanket store, and I discovered that there are blankets. There's bedding. Let's let's call it bedding. There's bedding branded with Valerie Bertinelli's face. It's the Valerie Bertinelli line of 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 bedding and ho- home uh, out f- home. F- fun stuff is it
0: remaindered items from somewhere besides marshall's or is this an exclusive to the no 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 it's it's
1: remaindered i'm sure the valerie bertinelli line is only available in the finest department stores huh and it's got a picture of valerie and it's it's a
0: bertinelli blanket
1: yeah and it's not a picture of valerie valerie it's not the one i would have picked
0: yeah you know like i would have picked she's in the baseball cap and she's still little and live with ann romano
1: uh, well, that's the one I would have picked. Mm, that's me too. From, from my fanfic, but no, mm. uh, the uh, it's a picture of her, but it, you know they tried to make her hair look like it it is blown in the wind, and she, uh, she, I don't know, she looks. She they looks did the, the Jacqueline Smith at Sears too. Yeah, and the thing about it is, well, first of all, I didn't realize that Valerie Bertinelli, for Valerie Bertinelli, still had enough cultural cachet that that people trusted her to sell them their their household goods, mm-hmm. uh, but also. It. It was really. I really noticed how much she and Eddie Van Halen, who already looked alike when they met, grew to look almost exactly alike. No. I mean, Eddie Van Halen looks like a desiccated version of her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you took Valerie Bertinelli and you put her in a fruit dehumidifier, it would look like Eddie Van Halen. But <laughs> if she got plumped up a little bit. Well, no, like a dehumidifier. If she got all the, if uh, if, yeah. uh, if, if all the out, if you, of the if you make to the uh,
0: make the raisin back into a grape,
1: that would be Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Van Halen, like like uh, God bless him, like Mick Jagger. Wow. I, you think it's smoking that does that? I think they
1: look. They both look like they've been in a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> with like wood chips. Yeah, I think that they have been. <laughs> That they have been wood chip smoked. I like think they're going to be covered flavor. in some kind of regional sauce in the next couple hours. If I if if if, if I was a cannibal, <laughs> there would not be enough meat on Eddie Van Halen <laughs> to, keep me a, to keep me going through the afternoon. You're so bummed, Mike Anthony left. Oh my god,
0: oh, that he was, guy he would fry up so makes nice some right steaks. now. Make Man. some steaks. Mm. I was wrong. I was I was wrong about him. You know what? I I was. I, I think, thought he was the weak link, but you realized. Was that on this show? He or was this, the Bill this Bear. This is years before the show, right? What? I said this. Well, we've. This is one of our many many. Um, you know the visits that led up to this our, yes, our ongoing all of public our long visits conversations
1: where I, we yelled yell at each other about Van Halen and the Beatles.
0: I think this might be one of the evergreen ones that I continued to stand behind at least twice or three times,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you were adamantly. Oddly enough, adamant about saying I was wrong about was is oh, that is
1: weird. Hmm, hmm,
0: is 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 Mike Anthony in fact a a a, a competent, let alone good bass player? And right. we held two if memory serves, held two extremely different points of view. Let's put it this way: yes, but also was he even a fucking important part of Van Halen? And and can you can you
1: reiterate your stand?
0: I was fucking wrong about everything. My stand was that. I, my, here's my okay. So here's my. You want to hear my my um
1: Your here's my here's my
0: eight note Mike Anthony joke. Ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. But but here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Signature bass line. <laughs> I used to make that sound with my mouth when I wanted to make. I usually do you know just one measure because that's kind of boring. Right. And, and to me, that represented. And then, like to me, always his biggest move was, "Hey, look at this! I got the Jack Daniels base." And he'd do that thing where, where that real—let's eh, be honest—it's kind of a douche thing where you you don't pump your fist. You yeah, you pump your fist laterally with your left hand while you hit an open A or E, oh, yeah. <laughs> which I have never. That's very winger. I really super winger. And you know what? Can I just say on mini counts? Uh, I was dead wrong. On the new yeah. record, which is not great, but okay, yeah. it's got moments where they have replicated the super important harmonies. I always high thought harmonies. it was Edward. I thought it was Edward. Edward's in there, but he's not the crucial harmony, right? Oh, it's Mike, Mike Anthony, Anthony was the crucial, beautiful high. girls, right? Yeah. That's him.
1: high harmony.
0: He had it. He had that was it. him. Okay, so Eddie was singing along. Do you think Eddie was just mouthing along, or was he really singing?
1: Uh, the, he he had the
0: uh, Linda McCartney mic, I think. Oh gosh, he yeah, had the McCartney switch. Yeah. Do you think? Okay, so like when they were recording with Ted, though, like when were they? Was that a st- was like three? You think you're doing like, a, like three harmonies? Do you think Mike was doing like? Because it sounds like a, like a three part harmony at least. Is it? Is well, it you know, you know, oh, Diamond Dave had harmonies that he was like,
1: oh hey man, give me a microphone, Wah-ha! woo. But I mean,
0: and you can hear that on you can definitely hear that on on the, on the first couple records, especially when they do. You know, I'm talking about there's this, there's a the tight harmony. Van. H- oh, so so let's just stipulate we're talking about early Van Halen. There's the tight harmony, like it sounds like a fucking glorious machine harmonies. Yeah. And then there's the slightly more rowdy sing along harmonies, where yeah, Dave's I'm sure Eddie harmonies. I'm in the
1: sing along harmonies. But I, you know, who knows? Who knows what Eddie Van Halen's singing talents are? He's a great musician. Yeah, it's but fun case, when he sings along, though. It's nice Michael to see Anthony, him sing along. Key element. He's. Yeah. The, I swear to you, you, you. It, back in the '80s. If if anybody had to pick a weak link of REM, it would have been Bill Berry every time. Ah, oh, sickening. But it turns out, turns he's out. only one. He's the only one with any taste. He's the only one with any sense of what a good pop song is. Because as soon as he left the band, they couldn't pick their songs. They couldn't. He was the guy. Oh, he was their. Was like, he was their Tommy. He's the one yeah, who kept the taste up. He was the one that was like, uh, Michael. You know, that's not a very good lyric. Or. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a good song or I don't know what he was doing, mm-hmm. but he was the one that decided what the good songs were. And once he was gone, Michael Stipe was the only, nobody can say anything to Michael Stipe. Next right?
0: time you're sitting around not drinking wine with Mike Mills, I would like you to have the super stones to ask about
1: that because
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm, I bet he has a different point of view.
1: You know, Mike, uh, uh, Mike Mills uh, once accused me of being a, a homophobe. Oh, is he don't like houses? <laughs> because i don't like words that sound alike
0: oh of course i'm sorry yeah. i think i'm sorry
1: huh. Ho- a homophonophobe hmm. uh, but but that was because mike mills had had four bottles of wine at that point and he didn't uh he didn't he know he
0: meant something else too
1: he was just he was talking he he turned and he was talking to the fern yes uh next to him at the restaurant and i happen to be you know well, on that
0: side of the table. Thank tables. God, alcoholic bass players are out there getting in front of this on behalf of our nation's homosexuals. It must be nice to have a friend in him. He, and he, whenever he, I saw him at a show uh, uh, in town a few years back, um, and uh, you know what? Never mind. He seemed fine. He 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 read a little creepy to me. A little creepy.
1: You know, I've, he read I've
0: creepy. Felt... He read creepy in the room. He read as I'm Mike Mills in like a Todd Rundgren circa '72 outfit, like spangly granny, granny Ghost yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well,
1: here, the thing about REM. Is that in a in a way I feel like REM became a cult, but but that the by nineteen eighty two they were a cult. But, oh, I mean, sure they were a cult to like to. Oh, girls. I'm sorry. You
0: mean that you mean the 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 talent was a cult?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm saying yes. They were a cult to girls in Re- Rhiannon skirts, but they were a cult within that where the members of the band were actually in the cult themselves, and it was hard to tell who was making the rules of the cult. You know, Mike Mills is a tremendously talented guy and probably, like, just a regular indie rock guy. Uh, But because he was in REM and because they had this kind of weird groupthink policy where you're not allowed, you know, no one ever says anything on the record. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, or uh, you, you watch those videos of them when they're really young and they already took themselves so seriously when they were 18 years old or whatever. Mike Mills just never had an opportunity to have a good time. Oh, he's like a child actor. Yeah, he
0: has been his whole life. He went from being a child actor to working on a really super weird commune.
1: Yeah, and now he thinks that, like, uh, this is a theory that was advanced by a close friend of mine who (laughs) happened to once have been in R.E.M. Was he a vampire? vampire? I'm not going to say who, but one of my friends who used to be in R.E.M. (laughs) said... That what Mike Mills should have done many, many years ago, was release a Mike Mills solo album. If he hmm. had just he writes songs, if he had just put out a, a record of his own music, then he would be free. He would have been free of this like I'm the bass you, player. You know, get it out it, of get it out of a system. Get it out of the system. Right. And 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 also break that weird uh Break that weird spell that was over those guys. Like Peter Buck ended up getting out, and he he's had side projects, or he had side projects and stuff to keep him keep him lively. Yeah. And and what is Peter Buck doing right now? I guarantee you, wherever he is in the world right now, he's playing the guitar right now. Or the man- is he still moment.
0: doing that mandolin thing?
1: He does all that stuff. Yeah. But Mike Mills, he's living in some hotel room somewhere. <laughs> he's probably putting cocaine in his penis, and he never got out. <laughs>
0: Near wild heaven.
1: (laughs) Ow!